Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. Dr. Meg Hayworth here, founder of the Get Well Now Wellness Coaching Program, celebrity nutritional chef, author, and speaker. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Please take a moment just to leave a comment here on iTunes about our show, and please share this with anyone that you think might benefit from it. Um, there are so many other great shows on this podcast, Get Well Soon, um, with health and wellness thought leaders like J.J. Virgin on traumatic brain injuries, Chris Wark on what everyone one needs to know about cancer, when Clayball on the healing power of being nice, and a ton more of great shows to help you get well. Um, today, I am so excited to introduce um, uh, Robin Openshaw, who is uh, the Green Smoothie Girl, is what she's known as, but she's got a book coming out called Vibe, and when I heard her talk about it at a recent uh, conference, uh, I was just like, okay. She needs to be on the podcast series <laughs> so, because this is really important information. Um, Robin Openshaw is the author of 15 books, including bestsellers, The Green Smoothie Diets, and 12 Steps to Whole Foods. Her latest book, Vibe, Unlock the Energetic Frequencies of, Lim- un- of Limitless Health, Love, and Success, will be released by Simon & Schuster in October of 2017. She's a former psychotherapist, university professor, and lectured in over 450 cities in the six years after launching her popular site, greensmoothiegirl.com, in 2007. She's a single mom of four children who are now flying the coop. She skis and plays tennis competitively in Utah and believes that everything is possible if you leverage the highest frequencies in the universe. You can find her podcast, Your High Vibration Life, on iTunes. Also look for Green Smoothie Girl on Facebook and visit her website, greensmoothiegirl.com. So um, today's show is all about frequencies and vibrations and health and wellness and food in your body and in your thoughts and feelings, which is something we like to talk about a lot here. So welcome to the show, Robin. Oh, thank you. So nice to be here, Meg. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course, of course. This is exciting information. It's... um, I love one of the things that you've done is you have um, looked at the science behind vibration, um, but not uh, excluding the, the the spiritual side of it or the metaphysical side of it, which I think, you know, putting those together um, are, are pretty important. Um, and I like that you've done that. So, um so tell us a little bit about Vibe. I mean, first of all, how did it how did it come about that you decided to to go down this pathway and research? Well, I've spent the last twenty years completely fascinated by the journey that a person takes when they're trapped in sort of this standard American diet and culture where we aren't set up very well to be healthy. We're mm-hmm. we're set up to be uh, patched up pretty well when we fall off the cliff, but we are doing all these things that are causing a 
a lot of disruption in our health. And I, in my 20s, was very sick myself. I was verging on obesity. Mm-hmm. I had 21 chronic diagnosed diseases. I was on several different drugs. I had been through five years of infertility testing and treatment. I've been through all the tests twice. I'd had five artificial inseminations. Oh finally, gosh. yeah, finally got pregnant with twins. It was not my first pregnancy. All the others had, um, you know, ended in miscarriage. But mm-hmm. uh, finally, got pregnant with twins. My fifth artificial insemination. Um, I lost the first, the one of the babies. And when my thank you, uh, many years ago, of course, and my uh, first child was born at nine pounds and twenty three inches, really healthy. And I was so excited to be a mom. And at seven months old, I weaned him onto formula. Mm -hmm. First big mistake, number one. Um, Then I progressed onto the standard American diet for kids, which is chicken nuggets and lots of bottles of cow milk and French fries. Yep. You name it. Yep. You name it. I was feeding it to him. Um, You know, ice cream, otter pops, lots of bread. And he became very ill, and he was in and out of emergency rooms and hospitals and doctor's offices, and he was on constant antibiotics and steroids and bronchodilator drugs. We'd strap what we called the gas mask to his face. It was a nebulizer. He was administered both bronchodilator drugs as well as uh, inhaled steroids. But probably the scariest thing that we gave him, not knowing any better, was we uh, we were prescribed five courses of liquid steroids in the first year of his life. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So what was the long-term effect for him on that? Well, they told me as I was about to walk out the door with the fifth course of liquid steroids, which I didn't know. It was just medicine, right? We should call it, people call it medicine. Well, right. I, I don't think of it as medicine anymore. I think of it as really devastating, only in an absolute crisis, and usually you can avoid the crises if, you know, you pre- you're preventative with your lifestyle. Um, but yeah. as they walked out the door, they told me that it was, guaranteed to stunt his growth. Five courses of liquid steroids was guaranteed to stunt his growth. Well, I, <laughs> I know. Oh, and by so, the way. <sighs> I know. I know. Like a little, uh, side, little side note, by the way. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that wasn't acceptable to me. And I also learned that day that there were no magic bullets. Like we had used them all. He had been on all the drugs. There was nothing that was going to, in a crisis, save his life. Mm. And we had been in several crises, you know, like all night long, breathing, you know, 85 times a minute, all those kinds of things. And, and so I went home and I started to take responsibility for my son's health. And I started to wonder what else, what else? And the first thing we did is I, I went in my kitchen. My grandmother had beat stage four um, metastatic melanoma in the early 1980s. Um, wow. I, I heard you mention that you've had Chris work on the yeah. show. And Chris, Chris work is a very dear friend. And what he did to beat um, stage 3C mm-hmm. metastatic uh, colon cancer 14 years ago is basically the same program that my grandmother did back in the early 1980s when she okay. was told she had a year to live. And mm-hmm. so I had watched how powerful nutrition was in my grandmother's life as she not only lived longer than a year, she was there when all four of my children were born. She, she uh, you know, lived well into her 70s. She absolutely beat stage four deadly cancer. Wow. And so I at least had that to go back to. And so I went in my kitchen mm-hmm. and I committed to my home no longer having processed garbage foods in it. And so I cleared out the pantry and the fridge and the freezer and basically there's nothing to eat. Uh, yes. so, <laughs> 
Or at least that's what you thought at the time until you started realizing how much there really is to eat. <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. Exactly. So I went to the grocery store, kind of pushed the cart around, and, you know, I think I left there with a bag of apples and a bag of uh, uh-huh. celery and, you know, got got really hungry about four days later and ate the bag of celery with with a big tub of peanut butter I found on the top shelf. But uh-huh. it was it was it was some sketchy beginnings. I didn't know what to eat, how to make it. Yeah. Um, but the journey has been absolutely worth it because my family shift, shifted to a whole foods diet and we started yeah. to eat mostly plant-based, um, no processed meat for sure mm-hmm. ever again. And uh, we got rid of the dairy. We got rid of the bread. We got rid of the sugar. Great. And we ate a diet of greens and vegetables and fruits and legumes uh-huh. and uh, organic whole grains and nuts and seeds. Those were the staples of our diet. And it's amazing how many... Um, amazing things that you can yeah. do with all of those food classes. And so I got really excited as the health in my family started to shift and it started to shift quickly. And not only did I, over the course of a year or two, ditch all of the extra 70 pounds that I had at the time and I would then <laughs> get, I got rid of the 21 diseases. I yeah. ditched drugs. I haven't been on the drugs since I'm now 50 years old and I don't have any chronic diseases. I don't take any prescription medications. Um, and I went on to become a competitive athlete. I still play four seasons wow, a year. of com- Yeah. So lots of fun. My, my son grew up to be um, a state level athlete. He was a, he led his team to the state playoffs in four a baseball. He hit two grand slams. He, he pitched a shutout. He was named most valuable player. He led the state of Utah in RBIs, and he That's finished crazy. high school at six foot three. Oh my gosh! Yay! Okay, so when we talk about stunted growth, six foot three is <laughs> you know, not exactly not stunted. Not exactly and, stunted. Yeah, good. Good for you, mom. You know, for going. Whoa! Wait a minute. We got to do something different here because that's not acceptable. You know? Yeah, so that was our sort of our backstory. I put greensmoothiegirl.com up 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, sort of in the early days of the Internet. And, you know, blogging was easy back then. There weren't a lot of people out there talking about these subjects. And uh-huh. we gained a very big following very fast, not really not really intending to. It all started because I went on the, sh- on the ABC Disney show Wife Swap. Um, reality TV. Oh, how fun! <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's fun. Exactly. Or I say funny. <laughs> fun, fun for the audience oh to gosh. be entertained by. But so I ended up swapping lives, and ABC told me a lot of people would be trying to reach you because they really honed in on the fact that you know back back when my son was failing and in and out of hospitals and emergency mm-hmm. rooms, and I started to take responsibility for my family's nutrition and our health. I remember my first ever green smoothie, and there wasn't a word for it back then. In fact, 10 years ago when we put Green Smoothie Girl up on the Internet, there were 50 searches a month worldwide on oh, that wow. term on Google. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even really a thing. Um, but, you know, you know, go back 23 years before that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there really just wasn't that nobody had ever seen or heard of such a thing. And I, I went in my kitchen one day, and there was my blender, and I thought I'd – whip something up and I had some alfalfa sprouts and some spinach and I threw it in some, you know, whatever, whatever else I had in my blender, probably not all that great stuff. But I went outside and I sat down with this drink that I just made. It was very green looking and I started drinking it. It never occurred to me that my one year old who was sitting out in the grass 
uh-huh. while I while I drank this would actually eat spinach and alfalfa sprouts. That never occurred to me. And I that's was like, interesting because that's not a lot of parents are like that. They think, oh, they're not going to eat anything unless it's you know French fries or what. You know, like they're animals, they will eat. <laughs> but anyway, so what happens? Yeah, so I think people do assume that, and 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 I was just feeding my son what everybody else around me was eating, sort of mm-hmm. mindlessly until he got so very very sick. But so I was sitting there drinking it, and my son got up out of the grass and walked over and said, "What's that?" And I said, "It's ice cream," <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, you know, just you know, I had only been a mother for a little over a year, but we already have those uh, instincts to do the reverse psychology. And so he said, can I have some, of course. And, and I, and I just kept going with the reverse psychology. And I said, no, no, this is mommy's. And so then, <laughs> now he really wants it. <laughs> oh, yeah. now, now he's begging. And so I let, I said, okay, well just a little bit, but it's mommy's. And I put it in front of him and I watched my son drink two handfuls of spinach and a handful of alfalfa sprouts to the bottom of the glass and make the little fucking sounds at the bottom of the glass. Awesome. <laughs> so I knew I was on to something and uh-huh. I have made my now four children, the youngest is 17, um, a green smoothie every day since, since then. It was a huge part of our healing. We turned a corner. The more delicious ways like that and doable and quick and inexpensive ways like that that I found to eat whole foods, the, the healthier we got. None of my, none of my four children have ever been on an antibiotic since that day. Um, wow. He would never again be on steroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty soon we were done with the bronchodilators. Um, so, you know, no dependence on medicines approaches, which weren't very acceptable mm-hmm. to me anyways. The, yeah. the, the approach was making him as sick as the disease was. And so, it was very revelatory to me and really changed the course of our lives. And later I would discover after we, you know, really got our health back and mm-hmm. such great turnarounds and none of us are on any medications and really, really living the life of our dreams. I um, stumbled on the work of Einstein and, uh, and later Nikola Tesla, where they basically were the discoverers that everything in life is vibration. That's a quote by Einstein, everything in life is vibration. Tesla later said, if you want the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And the premise of the new book, Vibe, about to release, um, and before October 31st, if your show airs before October 31st, we have a, a limited number that I've bought and will have set aside that you can get for free. If you want to give a URL to it, then you can point to it, Meg, and, and you, they can get, any of your followers can get the book free plus shipping. If they ship in on the, the shipping, it's a $26 hardback book. I'm, so I'm really excited for it to come out. But the premise is that there are so many ways that Einstein's uh, quantum thinking has translated into physics and biology and even medicine. Mm-hmm. We, we now have diagnostic tools, the EEG, the EKG, mm-hmm. uh, so many different things that chart energies. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, which I think a lot of people don't understand. I mean, they're not even aware that that's what they're doing. So, um, Yeah, this is, this is just diagnostics. Then we have treatments where uh, we can now do minimally invasive surgeries by cutting someone open an inch and sending in a laser to mm-hmm. literally cut out, chop up, and remove an organ that's mm-hmm. diseased or dead through a one inch, one inch um, incision. 
because these are focused frequencies that kill. So we have frequencies that kill. And then once you sew the person up with a much less invasive surgery than was necessary uh, 10 years ago, you can then use a different uh, laser with focused frequencies that are known to heal human tissues and help them heal 10 times faster. So, so all these, these concepts that Einstein started to stumble on and the world wasn't really ready for it, have made their way into so many applications of physics. We call it the world of quantum physics uh-huh. and even into medicine. But what's, what this book is doing, Vibe is doing, and it's about lots more than food, is it's taking quantum theory into nutrition and showing that the foods that we choose, as well as our emotions and thoughts, like you said, and we can talk about that because I'm a former psychotherapist and I yeah. feel like, you know, the field of therapy, the helping professions mm-hmm. are, are, are not yet tapping into quantum theory and realizing that everything is energy. Yeah, which is exactly why I ended up in transpersonal psychology because I felt like traditional psychology was limited in that regard and that when we work with emotional frequencies and vibrations and shift them to the higher field, that's when healing happens in the body. So, um, you know, and then you add a nutrition to that and then you've got... You know, you've got unlimited potential to really get well. So this is perfect. I love that you're you're explaining this in a way that that um, people can understand. Where you're bringing in the quantum physics with that. So um, now you say too, you can measure vibration. You can you can measure vibration. I'm about to undertake a research study that we will publish, but I'll also just bring it to. Uh, to my audience, um, with I'm doing some research with a PhD scientist named Beverly Rubick, and she has already published quite a bit about vibrational frequency, and she's one of the few alive on the planet today who is actively pursuing this. But I usually reference the work of Bruce Tino, who, and the reason I do, he's deceased now, but about 20 years ago, he measured people, he measured healthy people, he measured sick people, and I can tell you the actual measurement of healthy people, sick people, different kinds of foods. And it might be helpful to give a few reference points. But the reason I I like to talk about his work is that he actually measured vibrational frequency in hertz. And I like to talk about his measurements because we understand hertz. We all studied electrical energy enough to know that you measure it in hertz. And so we can talk about that. What The the research I'm going to be doing with um, Dr. Rubik Mm-hmm. is going to be using two different technologies. One of them is with biophotonic emissions. And the reason I want to do that is that it actually generates, when you measure using biophotonic emissions and measuring the weak light that comes from people or from different foods, you can actually generate amazing photographic evidence mm. of the energies in different foods. And, you, and we are going to actually be measuring what happens to people when they eat different kinds of foods. Okay, because great. Because let me share with you a principle of quantum physics that's very, very easy to understand because the applications for us are so profound. And here it is. Mm -hmm. A substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase. Mm, So let me say that again. And by the way, the corollary is true as well. So a substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase. So... Mm -hmm. 
it you don't even have to eat the thing to be affected by it if it's in your energy field. And something that's really interesting about you and I right now living in 2017 is that we are energy exchanging right now, even though we aren't even in the same state. We aren't in each other's traditional energy field where, you know, you might reach your arms out to the side and in that diameter, you know, if your cell phone is emitting Wi-Fi signals, Mm-hmm. you're actually decreasing your electromagnetic frequencies. A lot of people are starting to realize the effect of these chaotic frequencies that are in our energy field. You know, so if it's in the room with us, it's likely affecting us, whether for good or for bad, whatever kinds of energies they are. Um, the Heart Math Institute has mm-hmm. has documented that when you hook me up to an EEG and you up to an ECG, we could, we could put... Um, not even face each other. We could have our backs to each other, Meg, and you could be thinking thoughts of love or gratitude, peaceful thoughts, and my EEG, without us saying a word or even looking at each other, my EEG will re- will register it. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. It <laughs> I mean, it's it. great having that kind of confirmation, you know. I mean, I think we've known that with certain studies about meditation, you know, a, a group of people meditating and how it affects the surrounding environment, um, prayer, all of those things. So, And people can pray for or direct positive intention as a group to something that isn't even anywhere near them. And there's, there's a measurable effect and that gets very strange and hard for people to wrap their brains around. But when, you get deep into the experiments that have been done that show that we're literally electron exchanging with people who aren't who are across the planet from us. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is all at this point. This is quantum physics. This is very, very well documented quantum biology as well. You can also be sitting there in, you know, this is more heart math Institute stuff uh, as you are deep in a feeling of gratitude and it's charting your heart waves. Mm-hmm. It will show what gratitude looks like if you sit there for eight seconds and think you know think deeply on something that you're grateful for your heart waves emit a frequency that's chartable on on paper that look like what gratitude feels like which is smooth and flowing the oscillations are large they are they are stable they look like what peace or gratitude feels like now you take the exact same person, they, their, their ECG is still charting, and you get them to go to a place of anger, and you fire them up about something that makes them very angry. Uh-huh. The vibration that registers on the paper is completely different, and it looks like what anger feels like, which is it's sharp, jagged, small, thick, looks like what anger feels like. And uh, so... Okay. We, you and I are energy exchanging because of this new, new-ish method of transmitting energies. Right now, you have impact on other people's energies by the, by the fact that you're podcasting and that you're sharing a message. Mm-hmm. As we talk about these subjects, we are doing one of two things because there's no flat line, right? The whole point of vibration, the whole point of oscillations is we're always in motion. If we weren't if we weren't always in motion, we would be flatlined, right? And we all know what we all know what flatlining is. On we've we've all watched the uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy the or drama whatever, shows, right? yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, ER or whatever. So, right. so 
we have the opportunity to raise or lower each other's frequencies. That's one mm -hmm. application of this idea that a substance of a higher frequency, I could be that substance. Uh -huh. I'm either raising or lowering your frequency as we talk, as we energy exchange. We don't even have to be talking to energy exchange. And so it's really exciting in terms of thinking about our influence on others and our responsibility to others. But mm -hmm. let's, go, let's go to some really concrete numbers because I told you that we can measure the electromagnetic vibration of human beings. And Bruce Tyno out of the University of Washington did that. Like I said, I'm going to be using photographic evidence using biophotonic emissions, which is one of the technologies that Beverly Rubick uses. Mm -hmm. We can also use gas chromatography, which will also yield some really great visual evidence of of some of the things that she and I want to document so that so that it gets very, very real and graphic for people so that we can be more mindful of the choices we make when it comes to how we metabolize our emotions or mm -hmm. what foods we put in our grocery cart and bring into our mm -hmm. homes. Mm -hmm. But let's yeah. go back let's go back to measuring in Hertz. Okay. Bruce Tino measured a lot of healthy people and they ranged between sixty two and sixty eight Hertz. Mm -hmm. of energy. So if you're going to remember a couple things I've told you, hopefully you remember that principle of quantum physics that I told you before. And if you forgot, just tell me and I'll, and I'll say it again. <sighs> okay. But also human beings in a healthy state in, a, in without disease are generally between 62 and 68 Hertz of energy. Now he also measured people with candida overgrowth or Epstein bar oh. in the fifties. So people with these, you know, are taking a terrible hit to their immune system, right. such as Epstein-Barr or Candida mm -hmm. yeast overgrowth might be down as low as 50 to 55. People who had end-stage cancer, he measured as low as 25 hertz. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So talk, talk about a dense, low vibration. Right, right. Wow. And so let me give you a couple of reference points for we could talk about the things that we medicate with because there are things that we can medicate ourselves with or that we can do to change our energies that will raise our vibration and there are things that we do including all drug approaches all chemicals mm -hmm. that we put on our skin all chemicals that we ingest mm -hmm. are all going to decrease our vibration whether they whether they cover up the warning signals in the dashboard whether they mm -hmm. suppress symptoms or not they they will always lower our vibration and so by the way do all the stimulants right like you might drink a cup of coffee and I, I can't say that I never drink coffee, um, but it does not raise your vibration like you might think it does. It actually lowers your vibration while, you know, stimulating the, the nervous system, of course. So, so it's, it's the caffeine in it or is it's hard to say what's what? Uh, there's probably a number of factors that lower your vibration from the coffee. I mean, coffee isn't all bad, right? There are right. some compounds in it that are... Uh, nurturing it causes dilation of some ducts that allow you to eliminate better, uh, you know, co coffee is very hotly debated. And so the point isn't yes. so much to debate coffee. Mm -hmm. um, if you are going to drink coffee, make sure that it's organic, it's single source, uh, you know, single farm. Uh, make sure that you're not putting junky dairy creamers and sugars in it. You know, find right. find a better way to sweeten it and make it creamier. But mm -hmm. But I want to just give you a couple of data points to be thinking about the kinds of foods that you're eating. So you already know that a substance of a higher frequency can raise your frequency, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think the vibration of chicken, beef, and pork are? I would imagine they're a little on the lower side. They actually all measure about the same, and that is 
two hertz. <gasps> two, wow. <laughs> so that's really low. <laughs> two is really low. And so how about if you are a person who juices in your kitchen and you juice some cucumber, kale, spinach, a little bit of ginger? What do you think the vibration of that green juice is? I would imagine that's really high, like in the 60s or higher. It is about 75. 75. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. And um, I, I'm just curious, I don't know if they've done this, but um, what about the difference between organic and conventional? Have they measured those? Yes, and of course, as you would expect, um, without those pesticides and herbicides, which are always going to clog up your cells, which is kind of a Newtonian thing to talk about. I mean, mm -hmm. Newtonian concepts in biology or in health would be like cells and protons and electrons and a nucleus and mitochondrial little power plants. And these are mm -hmm. physical mechanistic concepts. But when we think of the body as energies, and both of these have a place, it's not that Newtonian constructs of mechanistic ways of uh, being in the world are completely irrelevant. It's mm -hmm. that there's more. There's so much more. And we're learning that even DNA, it's not just these, you know, strands, these helixes, they are energies as well. Everything in life is vibration is what Einstein said. And he had, he had been discovering that on, on so many different planes. And so what I am asking people to consider is that the ways that we evaluate food are extremely outdated. The, the whole concept of calories is 170 years old. And it had I never, some, ever count them <laughs> ever. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. It's, it's, you know, there is some lab application of it and it helps the processed food industry standardize, but it doesn't actually have anything to do with your health, your disease risk, the way that you are or aren't able to move into those higher vibration, those higher frequency emotions. We were talking about like, peace and that creative flow we all love that we've all in our work discovered creative flow or in my case when I'm playing tennis and two hours go by and I I can't believe that five minutes went by that's yeah we we all love those things these are these are high vibration states and most of us aren't achieving them very often mm -hmm. and our food what we're building ourselves out of if we're building ourselves out of low vibration materials we're going to be lower vibration organisms and so the book vibe is really all about all of the daily choices that we make, oh, okay. in, including who we're spending our time with, mm -hmm. what kind of conversations we're having, what we're doing with the negative events in our life and the negative emotions that we have, how long we're staying in them, what we're doing with them to move through them and let those energies move through. Okay. So, well, that's is a good segue into negative emotions. And I think that, um, one of the things, too, you just touched on, it made me think of, you know, people that drain you. We all know what that's like. Like, you're on the phone with somebody, and by the time the conversation's over with you, you're exhausted. And you don't really want to talk to them when they call. So can you can you speak to uh, to that? Yeah, that's one of my favorite aspects to this topic. I think we've all had the experience, like, like maybe the conference that we were both just at recently, last month, Meg, I bet that if we 
if we really sat there and and remembered all the people that you met and all the people you had conversations with, there were parties at night, there were mm-hmm. networking events during the day, there were times that you were you sat at assigned tables with some of our colleagues, but you probably had an experience uh, on both ends of this. We've all had experiences where we meet someone and within seconds, we're practically rocking back on our heels. We kind of mm. lean back. We are repelled. There's a dissonant frequency there. There's an energy there. We don't necessarily think about it consciously, but we can't get away from that person fast enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, I bet you probably met someone at that conference where maybe you had a 30-second interaction with them, or maybe you didn't even know them, but they almost pulled you energetically across the room. You, yeah, yeah. you wanted to talk to them. There was something about them that just, uh, you know, yeah. intuitive see, see or feel or some, some even describe tasting or smelling their senses, um, sense energies. I have probably, I'm, I'm an intuitive and an empath. I'm not, I'm not a highly sensitive person. <laughs> yeah. You might, you might relate to this and you might have your own way of, of sensing energies, but I have probably, six or seven times in my life been so struck by someone as I'm meeting them that I have literally said out loud. And usually I try to keep my intuitive, uh, you know, impressions to myself, but I've actually, I've actually said, did you know that you have a lot of light around you? Mm -hmm. And people don't even know what I'm talking about, right? Like they, that may not be something that makes Uh any sense to them, but everybody likes it. I've noticed on the rare, (laughs) (laughs) but there, and you know, it's not that people, it's not, I'm not talking about good and bad people. I'm talking about whether they have matching frequencies with you. Don't have to have the the same frequency, but you know, it's like when you go to play two notes on the piano, if you play the the black and white note, a a second apart on the piano, it, it creates a dissonant frequency. And if you're, if you're a composer, you don't end a song on that. You know, you you resolve. Yeah, you, you don't want to you don't want to leave people with that note. <laughs> right. So you're always going to resolve, and you're always going to go to a third because thirds are harmonic frequencies, thirds and fifths, and and we are the same in the way that we match uh, frequencies with people. And there are people who repel us, and there are people who attract us. And the point of this is mm-hmm. that we are attracting and repelling all the time. All the time. And you might think, oh, I don't want to repel. I don't want to repel anyone. Yes, you do. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, and we want to be, we want to be attracting high quality people, foods. When you, when you start, you know, when I've been in 450 cities teaching people about high vibration principles, especially mm-hmm. for a couple of years, I did green smoothie demos all over the United States. Nobody had heard of such a thing. And I want to talk about why. And I want to talk about how this was a, a first step on, on my path and on my family's journey back to health. And I had to make it for them, put it in their hands, have them smell it, have them taste it, teach them ways that they could start maybe they're not making hardcore green smoothies that hardly have any fruit in it like I do now but neither was I in the beginning Mm -hmm. and I had to have them start somewhere because what happens that's super crazy when it comes to nutrition and vibration Mm -hmm. is that when you start building your cells out of higher frequency materials you're literally for instance rebuilding your liver in 90 days you build a whole new liver and if that liver is Mm -hmm. vibrating five hertz higher you are detoxifying better and uh-huh. you are metabolizing emotions better. You don't stay angry or scared for right, long periods of time. Because the liver is the seat of anger. 
um, which I think, you know, when you start connecting all of these dots with, um, with uh, emotions and food and how you can raise your frequency with these things combined, I mean, it, it can create a total wellness effect in the body. Um, and it's really super powerful. It really is. And, you know, what's exciting is that as we tune in, get quiet, learn a bit about vibrational frequency and the impact of so many of our choices and uh, so many tiny decisions that we're making in a day that would be very easy to shift a little bit, we can end up far more often in the vibrations that we all love of, mm-hmm. of peace and creativity and gratitude and compassion. You know, these are just yeah. some of the high vibration emotions that we ask early in the book. Like, you know, you take a quiz and you identify which ones are you spending oh, okay. a significant amount of time in and which ones are you spending very little time in. And we can shift that and we can shift it pretty quickly. Great. And so do you have exercises in the book that help people do that? or? Yeah, we have a bunch of different ways because it's not just food and it's not just what you're doing when you realize that you're in a negative emotional reaction to something. Mm-hmm. There's It's all of those things. And the good news is all the shifts are small and all the shifts are easy. Okay. Um, but it involves being mindful and it starts with just getting educated about the fact that you are comprised of energies and you have more control over that than you think. And that's good to know. That's really good to know. So you talk about um, high vibrational people or low vibrational people. And you also talk about how throughout the day, you know, throughout time, you can be at a high vibration. You can be, we're not at the same frequency all the time. Right. Can you say more about that? Well, we're not at the same frequency all the time, and that's okay. I mean, being mm-hmm. being in flux is how we move stuff through and how we process. We process everything from, uh, you know, metabolizing food to metabolizing the events of our childhood. It's it's through oscillation. It's through it's mm-hmm. through the movement of energies. I mean, there's even some. This gets a little bit woo woo, but I guess we've covered that's lots of totally woo woo stuff. Fine. <laughs> totally fine with my audience. <laughs> yeah, we we could even talk about how um, the vestiges of emotion are trapped in old proteins in the body. And so when we do a physical detox mm-hmm. and we start to see a lot of output and we start to see a lot of that toxic body burden, all these chemicals that most of us have literally hundreds of toxic chemicals built up in our mm-hmm. tissues yeah. and our organs, when they start to leave us, old negative emotions and resentments towards other people can can leave us. And so we we don't have to be at the same frequency all the time. It's okay that we have fluctuations and I did a on my podcast I have an episode called the vibration of sadness oh, and or the the vibration of grief. And okay. those can be cathartic detoxifying frequencies that we shouldn't be afraid of. We're not Pollyanna, you know, we don't mm, we don't yeah. live without any negatives in our lives. It's it's a matter of how do we extract meaning and move forward with grace and with strength and with knowledge that this too shall pass. That's that's the great thing about energies is nothing intense lasts, not the good and not the bad. Right. It's one of the universal laws of ebb and flow of the tides, yeah. you know, in and out. Mm-hmm. And um, But then, you know, I'd imagine, too, that 
people that will stay at low vibrations for years on end and what that kind of toll that takes on the body you know um you know we're the negative nelly kind of person of the world you know <laughs> who's always complaining or looking at at their perception is is looking at what's what's wrong all the time yeah and they they don't realize that it's actually a lot of work to hang on to negative energies you kind of have to keep baking it and hard coding it you find that people who you know i I have known people like this, I'm sure you have too, where most of what comes out of their mouth is negative stuff. And they're talking about the negative events of their lives. They're talking about how people have wronged them. Mm -hmm. And often when I'm with someone like that, I think, hmm, have I, gosh, this, this person has had a lot of bad things happen to them. And sometimes I'll find myself thinking, it seems like they've had more than their share. Mm-hmm. But if you if you sit with it, next time you are you know, empathizing with and having a conversation with someone who's sharing a lot of negative things that have happened in their lives. And there's nothing wrong with us sharing the negative things that happen in our lives. But here's the difference between the high vibe person and the low vibe person Uh is that the high vibe person will talk to you about the negative events of their lives in terms of, and here's what I learned from it. And here's where I've come since then. And here's what I think will be relevant and useful to you. And so I actually like to talk about the crises of my life and what I learned from them because, you know, they're good. Things like that will happen to me again. They will happen right. to my four children. I want to be a person who finds the meaning in it mm-hmm. right. and doesn't, doesn't stay in the suffering longer than is useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the low vibration person will you know, we'll keep talking about those things and and drag them out as long as possible. Right. So and they we may never they may never shift their energy, but you know, if if you're listening to this right now, I mean I've I've known people that once you pointed that out to them, you know, as a therapist, um, that some that they'll be sometimes they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't even believe you're right, I haven't even noticed that I did that because it's such a knee-jerk. That's just how they've always done it. That's how they've always perceived or they were taught to think and be and do. Um, yep. So the, the good news is you can shift these vibrations. You can shift these thoughts because these thoughts, they have energy. They have frequency. They do. And I, if you want to share them with your readers, you can, I don't know if you have show notes or if you want to give a URL and we'll point it to... Sure. I have three videos where you're outside. You just go outside for 10 minutes a day and just do any one of these three videos. Oh, great. And each one of the videos, you're doing five different things to raise your vibration. One of them is my favorite yogi. She does ten, a 10-minute ten yoga flow that, you know, you're twisting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're twisting and stretching your spine. You're literally wringing toxins out of your spine. But that's just one of the things that you're doing. If you're outside, you're in contact with earth. You're discharging millions of electrons we're picking up all these dirty energies from all the devices and electronics and even the Mm -hmm. even the bleeding uh electrical outlets in our homes um and we we go outside and get in contact with earth get your feet not your shoes but your actual feet yeah in contact with the grass i mean if we lie down in the grass like we did when we were kids we probably think oh this just has a lot of i feel amazing when i do this and it's because it just reminds me of being a kid no that's, uh-huh. that's, that's a little bit of it, but part of it is, you know, Earth has a, a measured energy of 528 hertz, and that's a powerful 
healing vibration to the human wow. organism. Can yeah. you say that number again? 528 hertz. Yeah, Google it. Google 528. Wow, that's pretty amazing, you know. And um, there's a whole, uh, a whole, I guess it's a science called earthing, mm-hmm. um, you know, where people are using the earth to help get themselves well. Um, and that one of the things that has kept us disconnected from it are like rubber-soled shoes. Yep. Um, so it's better better to have a leather bottom shoe so you're able to br- to bring in the energy from the earth. Um, wow, that's really that's really fascinating. Okay, so so this is the exercise. Go out and um, well, so we have a we have a video of all three of these things, so you can just follow along. It also has a gratitude meditation with it, where for that ten minutes you're also listening to an exercise that while you're doing the yoga, while you're grounding on the earth, while you're charging your battery in the sunshine, um, your battery, because you are an electrical being, while you are also, you're taking deep breaths. So it's kind of a practice that you go outside and you do these five things at once. Um, you know, I mean, you could do each one of them by itself, but why, why do one thing when you can do all five things? You're mm-hmm. completely oxygenating, which absolutely gets cells moving and raises vibration that all by itself. So you're doing these five things, all at once. We have another one. We have a we have a Tai Chi master taking you through an, an energy reorganization there. And then we have another one that's, yeah. that's emotional release. So depending on what's in your day, anyways, they're free. If you would like to um, set up a page in your show notes or tell me a URL right now and we'll make sure that it directs to those three free videos that you can pick up. We'd love to help you just okay. start with simple exercises that anyone can do. And you don't have to do them outside, but obviously... Uh, it's best to. I mean, I live in Utah, so sometimes in the winter I can't go outside and get my feet on the ground, but sometimes I can. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's chilly. <laughs> yeah. In the snow. Um, yeah. And in, in, you know here what? in Southern Another... California, go to the beach, feet oh. in the toes in the sand, which is really, it's amazing for me that's talking about battery recharge, um, just going and being by the ocean, hearing that energy feeling this the spray of it in on your face and the it, it's really really profound so if you've got I, I think that's just why connecting with well that now makes even more sense connecting with the earth is so powerful and so healing you know yeah feet in the sand or your body in the sand um very similar effects very very powerful and then just looking off into the distance, right? We're not looking at concrete objects. We're looking at, um, we're, it's, it's a high frequency uh, scene even. That's why we're all drawn to the beach and we get on airplanes and fly to where, to where you live. So mm, yeah, <laughs> to be in the sun. So, yeah. Yeah. And the sand and all the good stuff. So, well, this is really great. This conversation is amazing. I'm, I'm so excited about what you're doing. Um, and how you're you're making it simple for people to understand um, what could be complex um, ideas, um, and what I think a lot of people don't necessarily want to look at. So we've got city noises in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Always city noises here in LA. Um, so can you give out your website again? And sure. Um, yeah, so you can find me at greensmoothiegirl.com and also on Facebook. We are three separate words, Green Smoothie Girl. Um, our podcast is Your High Vibration Life on iTunes. Oh, wonderful. That sounds great. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, is there anything that you want to leave listeners with? I just want to remind you to be super mindful of the ways that you communicate with others and the power and impact of your words mm-hmm. and your energies on others. Your, your energies go far beyond what you say to people. And so our responsibility to each other is to help put that good karma into the world. I think we could define good karma as our positive vibrations and what, what um, you know, Ecclesiastes 11.1 1 in the Bible says, cast your bed upon the water and after many days it will come back to you. So go get a book. If, if you get it before we sell out of free books, you can go get a, a free book um, from your show notes. Um, by the time we publish on October 31st, we definitely won't have that anymore. But for a little while before October 31st, we will. Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. And listeners, please, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, and please share the show with as many people as possible who you think might benefit. And I hope that this information here with Robin Openshaw will help you get well soon. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list, get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes, and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.